bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Once again, I've been bumped off my own show by the Milwaukee Police Department. And so it was planned because I have uh, Officer Kiana, I'm sorry, Police Officer Kiana Vines here with us. And so, and so, and so we, we are... (laughs) You all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, officer Vines is an officer with the Sensitive Crimes Division of the Milwaukee Police Department. And so one of the things I wanted to do, and I got to say thank you to, um, why did his name just drop out of my mind? P.I.O. Oh, uh, Cornejo. <laughs> Sergeant, I thought it was Sergeant, Sergeant Cornejo. Cornejo. <laughs> okay. So thanks to Sergeant Cornejo for for taking care of it, and I, I appreciate it. One of One of the things that was bothering me was this rash of missings. And I always would hear people complain about what to do about a missing. When you get a missing, what what exactly do you do? Who do you call? What's going on? What's going to happen? And so we have Officer Vines here today to really discuss that. But if she's if she's open to sharing, uh what what kind of got you into law enforcement in the first place? Oh, that's funny. Um, when I went to Washington High School, so I am a native of uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, you know, kind of rough <laughs> in a rough neighborhood. Um, and I was really good at following directions. And I thought I wanted to do the military, but I was like, oh, they a little bit too strict. So I was <laughs> like, you know what? Let me go down a little bit. And um, I decided to go into law enforcement because I really did want to help my community. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the best route to go. So ever since I was in high school, I wanted to be in law enforcement. 
and so now you you graduated and when did you do any college or you did what 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 was your road so to when the academy? Um, so when I finished high school, I'm going to say what year, but when I finished high school, I bet it wasn't um, as far back as me. No. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I ended up going to UWM for about a year and majoring in criminal justice. And I had a sister who was already an officer and they told me about the police aid program. So my gateway, um, was the police aid program. And I figured, Hey, I can still go to school but um, that was a guaranteed way for me if I completed the program successfully to be an officer. Right. So um, I did that for about two years. Now, now we're talking old school police aid, right? Old, yeah, regular okay. blue, regular uh, blue uniform, uh, no light blue uniform. Uh, okay, <laughs> I remember <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Okay, and so you you got on, you w- did the program, you graduated. I did. And and. And um, I started, my, I finished the academy and I started my career at District 7. That's my home. Very busy district, but let me tell you, I learned a lot. And yes. That's what in I a, chose. In a very short in period a, of time. Yeah. You got to be very attentive at that district. I worked seven late and seven days. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was late most of my career, late, late power. Um, while there, um, I continued my education. I ended up graduating from Herzing University with a um, business degree. Um, so I have a bachelor in uh, mm-hmm. science in that. Um, after District 7, I ended up going to OCO, which is like the, that's a long name, but OCO, basically I was in the school squads. Right. And right. I had um, District 3, uh, that was the, my main focus. And I ended up going back to Washington High School, where I graduated from and yeah. seeing some of my old teachers and talked to some of the kids there. I love that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you're a police officer. Yeah. They thought I was one of the students because I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> one lady ran up to me and was like, girl, I thought you was one of them kids in the police car because she couldn't see my uniform because wow. I'm so little. Wow. But um, after that, um, I went back to seven and then I went into sensitive crimes. Okay. And so you love it in sensitive crimes, of course, because it seems like it's 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 your passion. It is. I mean, I love sensitive crimes because we see our cases from the beginning to the middle to the end. Unlike patrol, you kind of sometimes pass it on to the bureau and you don't know what happened. But with sensitive crimes, um, it was definitely a different way to work. And what I mean by that is when you're on patrol, it's call to call to call to call. So. It took a little adjusting for me because, you know, I was on that high call to call to call to call. But with this, you take your time. You talk to, you know, your victims, the family, and it's a lot more involved. So yeah. Wow. And so lately we've we've seen two of them in the last year or so just and, and, and I'm not talking numbers in terms of I want data and, well, you know, mm-hmm. recovery and all. But just we've just seemed to like anecdotally. Right. Just in thinking about it, we have a lot of missing people. Or is it that a lot of missing people got reported on the news? So for me, that's what I do every day. Right. So it's, you know. So for you, it's kind of normal. It's normal for me. (laughs) So um, in order, uh, there's, we don't list obviously every single missing that we have on the news. There's definitely criteria. And what we do is we try to find, locate the person first. Um, and if we can't, you know, locate them on our own, then we need additional help. Then we'll, you know, put them on the news. OK. So. And then you may call a, a, a district and let them know, hey, here's your missings. 
and those are then assigned and say, you need to check this? Because I know you can't check every single missing every single day. Oh, no. So, so many times Absolutely districts not. will be given a list and say, hey, these people are missing yep. today. I need you during your shift to go check to yep. see if that person's. So come, we come do home. audits. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. And I right. send it out and I let them know these are the people that are missing in your district. And uh, they should follow up on the missings um, within that audit at least right. At least once a week, they should be calling and trying to locate them. Okay, and so I'm the I'm the person. Well, I have like a twofold question. I'm the person whose kid, loved one is missing, and I don't see an Amber Alert. Okay, so I think it's a mis. Uh, people think that the Milwaukee Police Department issues Amber Alerts, right? Our silver alerts. And green actually, alerts. it's the state of Wisconsin. It's the yes, Department of Justice right. are, is the ones that issue those alerts. And if the Milwaukee Police Department does not satisfy their criteria, right. they will deny you. And trust me, we have been denied. <laughs> where we think like, hey, we think we have, and they will say no. Right. So there's certain criteria that we have to meet for Amber Alerts, Over Alerts, or Green Alerts. And so what you're doing is is you are. You are literally taking the opportunity to send unwanted text messages and alerts because it overrides your phone. Oh, yeah. Right? So you can have your phone on vibrate. Mm -hmm. You can have your phone. And if it's on, you're going to get that tone and you're going to get the alert. Absolutely. And it's a great thing. But then we don't want to miss. What if I'm asleep at two o'clock in the morning and you're looking for Ray Ray? Who, you know what I mean? But it's it's important that that information get out and it gets out in a timely fashion. Right. Um, the way I work these cases is if it was my loved one. Right. I don't care if I'm waking you up at two o'clock. If you got information that right. I need and it right. woke you up, please call right. the police department. So just be patient and just know that it was your if it was your loved one, you want us to do any and everything to find them. And why is it that people always complain? Well, I didn't bother you because I didn't think it was that important. That's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why people think that. I, I try to tell them, even if you think it's minute, let us determine whether it's minute or not, because yeah. it may be something. That one piece of information. Uh-huh. You don't know what we're looking yeah. for. Okay. You know, we don't tell everything, you know, to the to the public while we're investigating for obvious reasons. But if it's something that you think is minute, send it over. Let us check it out. And All we right. Will. So when we come back from the break, I want to walk through um my daughter is missing okay. and 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 i'm i'm kind of kind of give you a scenario I, I don't i don't know if i'm gonna make it critical missing or not okay. but then maybe you'll differentiate between the two a regular missing i don't know if it's called regular missing a a missing and a critical missing or we'll say non-critical and a critical non-critical okay yeah. stop doing I'm all that not, police I'm jargon like you police or something i'm just saying <laughs> i might know a little something you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. We are here with Police Officer Kiana Vines. She is from the Sensitive Crimes Division. She works missings. If you have any questions, give us a call, 833-212-1017. You can hit us on the talk and text line. And when we come back, we're going to find out non-critical missing versus critical missing. If your loved one is missing right now, what do you do? You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. See, that's what you get when you're talking to the police, and then y'all start to talking about what's going on in the city and what's happening. We are here with police officer Kiana Vines. She is an officer with the Sensitive Crimes Division, and she handles missings for the Milwaukee Police Department and does all sorts of other things. And so, before the break, I was I was asking you, what do you do, or or how do you figure out what to do when someone's missing? And so here's here's a scenario. My son slash daughter um, was last seen 23 hours ago. And they left home crying, saying, I'm not coming back. I hate you all. And then I call. First of all, what do I do? So, how old is your daughter? My daughter is 20 years old. Okay. So, if your daughter is 20 years old and they said that, you know, they hate you and they're not coming back, Mm -hmm. she can do that. She's she's not missing. She's an adult. But she's been gone 23 hours. She can go wherever she wants. 24 hours. 24 hours. She can go unless there's... 72 hours? She yeah, I've had actually adults. I like true story, um, where a mom came in, reported her son missing. I think he was like thirty something, and um, I did some follow up, and I ended up finding him in another state, and he was livid, and he said, "I'm not missing. Who reported me missing? I'm grown. I'm not missing. I bet you it was my mom. I don't want anything to do with my mom." Ah, but so, what criteria did she use? She, I, I don't I can't remember. She might have said she was um, concerned about his well-being or something mm-hmm. like that. Then, you know, then that kind of ups our ante like, OK, well, you know, why are you concerned and things like that? But just saying that you don't want to come back as a 20 year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do that. That's not. So what if I'm 11 years old? OK, 11. That makes it a little bit more difficult is that would be a, a critical missing for us okay, just based so, off the age so do i call 911 do you, i call 9 emergency how do i do that um you can call uh i would say the non well it all depends 
If Depends just, on how you feel, really. Well, if you feel that their life is in jeopardy, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say don't call 911 because that's right. an 11-year-old, you know. You're going to get somebody to get a 911 abuse ticket. Well, you, I, <laughs> depending on what happens, we have 11-year-olds who might say X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to say what, but, you know, or they may be autistic or something like right. that. I'm not going right. to say, you know, something like that. And we found our share of autistic kids who love water. Mm, Oh, yeah. A lot of autistic. That's a known fact that autistic kids get drawn to water. So I'm not going to say call, you know, the non-emergency for that. It all depends. It depends on how you feel as a parent. Mm -hmm. I don't think most important. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to get it unless you redundantly call for six times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, you can also um, with critical missings, um, I like to say call from where it's happening at. Don't go to a district. Call us right then and there so we can search. You don't know if there's officers who are in the area who see mm-hmm. that call right. um, and might see your child. So if it's, you know, a critical miss and all means call right there because, you know, we can get on the air. We can, you know, broadcast it right away, mm-hmm. um, get a description out. And a lot of our missings, like for criticals, they, they find them. Right. Pretty right? quick. Yeah. If you call right away, don't delay it. So. When we say critical, the things that that the the criteria you use for critical missing versus non-critical, not necessarily an an actual um, example, but it in, it includes age. Mm-hmm. It includes uh, mental capacity, mm-hmm. how they how they interacted before they left, mm-hmm. uh, words they said. Yep. Are they in need of any medication? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Um, so, so there are there are a lot of things that you may think they're just missing, and then somebody mentions, oh, and last Thursday uh, they went to the doctor and they have early onset Alzheimer's. Okay, we gonna say that's, that's critical. Yes. And so, and so those yes. are the things that instead of the person trying to figure out what the person should be give as much detailed information as possible. And I know it could be, um, especially when something's going on right then and there and our operators, our telecommunicators, is asking a lot of questions. Well, they have to classify that call correctly. So don't get frustrated with them. The more detailed, the better. Right. You know, um, they're just... And is that going to be... Asked again by the officer coming. Absolutely. And if sensitive <laughs> crimes come, they're going to ask Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And like I said, don't get frustrated. You know, um, some we just want to make sure we have the information correct. So you may be asked multiple times. You might be asked by the telecommunicator, then a police officer or a detective or an officer that responds from sensitive crimes. You just have to confirm it. What we don't want is having incorrect information go out on the air or incorrect information on any kind of social media platform. So just be patient and know that it's just because we have to clarify, because I know when I've, you know, I've I've investigated a lot of missings and when I ask those questions again, it differs. Right. So I just got to make sure I have it right. But it always differs. Right. When you've had time to think, calm down, mm-hmm. relax. And you may remember something that you didn't that know. That you didn't know or, or in passing or they went to the hospital. Oh, yeah, they're on this medication, mm-hmm. which can change the entire type of call it is. Absolutely. And so how do you how do you help people understand or how have you dealt with the fact that some people don't come home? How do I deal with it? Yeah, Because, I mean, you know, every day you read 
you know, you know that that four fifteen briefing every day when you gotta, and you hear what's happening throughout mm-hmm. the city, and you hear these are the people, and some of them have been missing for years. Yeah, and I'm I work long term missings too. Yeah, um, you know, to me, I just I think communication is key, and trying to, and also knowing for me if I don't find that person. What, like I said, when I investigate missings, I pretend like it's my family member and I follow up on every single lead. So I go home knowing that I try my best to locate that person. Right. So because I, I don't want that on my conscience. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I can't do it, then I know that someone on my team will follow up once I leave. I'll brief them and let mm-hmm. them know, hey, this is mm-hmm. this needs to get done. And so and so that passes on and passes on and and eventually you just may not find the person, right? And yeah, then, but there's they're always going to I mean, I have missings from I think the oldest one we have is 9 I want to say 1942. Is it 47? Yep. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to say when I was PIO, okay. they were still missing. Yep, and I don't want to <laughs> say her name. No, no. But um yeah. I actually um Yeah. Because other jurisdictions, um, we have, uh, it's called NamUs. Mm-hmm. And that's where we put uh, missing people. Everybody that's mm-hmm. missing all and, over the country. Yep. And sometimes yeah. we have people from up north who find someone who's been, you know, passed away for a long time. And they, you know, put it in NamUs. And I can go and I look and I see if any of these people match some of our long-term missings. And if right. I think it is, I can reach out and say, hey. Do you, what do you have on this person? Do you have dental records? Do you have DNA? Do right. you have fingerprints? Stuff like that. I think this may be my missing person, and we can wow. compare and see. And I actually worked on, even though her case was from 1940-something, I'm mm-hmm. working on a little something with that. So okay. we follow up. You always, once you're reported missing, you will continue to be missing long after I leave until we locate that person. And or, is that because technology changes and that we're able to look at, like, mitochondrial DNA mm-hmm. and, dental records and in ways that we never and and the fact that I can get information from here to Kewaskum in the push of a button versus driving it up there yes. or sending it in the yes. mail and it got lost mm-hmm. and, and so technology has really helped in in the in the in the in the area of missings because information can go that much faster absolutely technology is beautiful when it comes to that and I'm I'm talking about just Wisconsin but I can reach out to um, I have one now where um, I've reached out to uh, a medical examiner, in California, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my missing was from here. But we believe they may have traveled to California with that name is system. Mm-hmm. I can say who's, you know, instead of calling a million people like we used right. to do back in the day and right. getting the runaround and getting transferred. Right. I can look directly on there and say, you know what, this person is assigned to this case. Let me contact them directly. And they always respond back. Wow. And I'm like, I I keep going. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, like, I just, just keep, just hey, go. if yeah. this person did something, let me talk to somebody else in your office. So Because it just, if it was your family member, mm-hmm. you'd want somebody to go. So what is it that we need to know from you? Different areas. ICAC and all these other names and all the stuff that goes on with missings. Well, um, I'll, uh, missings, I would just say... Uh, Know that someone is always working on it and know that we, as you, as leads come in, we don't have a choice. We have to follow right. up on the leads that you have. 
Um, you know, I just worked a case where, uh, uh, you know, I can't get into much of it, but some people were missing and someone up north was like, well, I don't I don't know if this was the person, but they had the description of that person right. and they were way up north. Right. We're still going to follow up on it right. regardless because we don't want to miss anything. Right. Um, I would say be patient. Uh, working missings. It is not like TV. Um, we do not <laughs> solve them within 30 minutes. Um, I also would say um, cooperation is key. I like to tell people when I investigate I don't know your loved one like you know your loved one. I need you to paint me a story of Mm -hmm. what they like to do. I need you to paint me a story of who they hang around with. Um, Missing, yeah, technology is great, but you have to interview some folks. And we got to get some information out of some folks. So know that missings aren't criminal. We're not looking at anyone criminally. We're just trying to find somebody's loved one. Okay, so... If they're doing X, Y, and Z on the streets, that's fine. They're doing X, Y, and Z on the streets. I'm not looking at that. I'm just trying to find them. We'll deal with that later. We need to find this person. And I've had missings that was doing X, Y, and Z on the street, but I found them and brought, you know, her back to her parents. Right. You know, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you love it. I do. It, it can be tedious. Yeah. <laughs> it's tedious. Yeah. You know, because I think um, it, it is a, a large uh, caseload. And it's one of me. So, you know, I, I work them as much as I can. Um, you know, like far as I got this case, then I got to go to this case, then I got to go to this case, and then I got to go to this case, but then I'll go back to this case. Mm-hmm. So just be patient yeah. is what I'm saying. Wow. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. No problem. I learned a lot about sensitive crimes, and I was there for a billion years. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sounds great. And I just I do want to say one more thing. Absolutely. Um, I work in these cases. I know that there's there's young juveniles <laughs> that would say um, that they leave home for whatever reason they leave home. Um, and, you know, there's good people in the city of Milwaukee and they take these children in because these kids might say that they don't have anywhere to stay. I would just caution you on that, because if it was your child, would you not contact a parent and right. let them know that your child your child is here or you can contact us? Or you can contact, um, you know, if you don't like the police, you can contact even uh, Child Protective Services if this child is homeless. Um, Someone who's a mandatory reporter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, another thing is if, you know, I, we, we have kids who don't like to be home, but there's places, safer places that they can go. Um, we have shelters like Pathfinders or Walker Point, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that they don't have they don't tell us if the kids are in the shelter or not, which is fine. I'd rather them be in the shelter and somewhere safe and things like that. So, you know, if you get into it with your mom or your dad or something like that, instead of walking the streets of Milwaukee, all means go to Pathfinders. Be somewhere safe in a safe be- building. They'll feed you. They'll clothe you. It's a great place. They'll give you resources no. No. and all types of stuff like that. Don't don't run to the streets because that's you, you don't need to be there. But eventually someone's going to get notified. Yeah, they'll um, because otherwise you're harboring. Yeah, a runaway. They'll they'll call. Well, it depends. Like it's all types of different oh, situations with the kids. But yes, they'll contact your parent and right. let you know after a certain while Correct. that you know you're there, but you can you can stay there. Right. Because you know. by law they got to tell your parent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. outstanding. Well, thank you, Officer Vines. No I appreciate problem. it.
we no have, we're gonna have to have you come in, you know, in a couple months and see what's going on and okay. check in if that's if that's okay with you. That's perfectly fine. All right, and you know, I would love to share some light on some of our missings and our long term missings. That maybe would be somebody great. Know something, or that, maybe maybe bring in some names and we'll mm-hmm. look at four or five of them and yeah, put them out there if and, it's okay with the families. All right, sounds good. All right, Police Officer Kiana Vines, Milwaukee Police Department. Sensitive Crimes Division. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. You've got traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, Tune in this Saturday at 11 a.m. for another episode of More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Carrie Noni will be talking to Sierra Jones, Executive Director of Rethinking Schools, and Sarah Noble of the B. Noble Group. They will have an in-depth conversation on education critical race theory, and reproductive justice. That's more than a movement powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin this Saturday, 11 a.m., right here on 101.7 The Truth. The Truth is now home of Marquette University High School football. The Hilltoppers hit the gridiron this Friday night. They take on West Allis Central Bulldogs. Pre-game is at 6.30, and the kickoff is at 7 p.m. High school sports on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. The Truth, Talking Too Fast, is presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. And this is the last week to sign up for our Black-Owned Business Give Back if you want to win $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising on The Truth for free month, for three months, for free months. Well, technically, I guess it is for free months. Um, go to blackbusinessgiveback.com. That's free advertisement for your business Valued at $6,000. Don't miss out on the great opportunity. All you have to do is go to blackbusinessgiveback.com right now to sign up. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com for details. Associated Bank member FDIC. Also, Truth Nation, it's time to elevate and level up your business skills at Forever Media's Lead the Movement Conference. Now, this conference will teach you How to lead effectively, innovate, talent, acquisition, elevate your brand, and champion diversity and inclusion. So, Lead the Movement Conference is held this Saturday, 8 o'clock to 3.30 p.m. at Henry Meyer Festival Park. For more information, visit LTM Conference. That's L like Lincoln, T like Tom, M like Mary, conference, all one word, dot com. 
And since we want to help you elevate your brand, I got two tickets to give away, two free tickets to give away to attend the conference this Friday. So big caller number three right now, 833-212-1017 for your chance to win tickets to attend the Forever Media's Lead the Movement Conference. This Friday, Henry Meyer Festival Park, two tickets free of charge, 833-212-1017. Number five. Number five, see what I did is I put my screen down and I got to put my screen back up and look at the fact that today Bucks acquired Damian Lillard. And so they traded Drew Holiday and so everybody's all up in arms and actually happy about it, which I thought they would have been loving on some Drew Holiday, but um, I guess they told Drew to pack it up and roll out. So, hmm. I was just kind of shocked by that. I'm just saying. Number four. 16-year-old was arrested in connection with the shooting during Milwaukee Lutheran homecoming game. That shooting happened on Friday night next to the game. Parents were a little miffed by it, but, of course, they said several rounds of gunfire were heard during the game. Everybody ran. It was in the third quarter, and they canceled the homecoming festivities for the weekend. So that was that was kind of sad. But they have a 16-year-old in custody. Number three. There's a critical missing. Milwaukee Police Department is looking for a critical missing 18-year-old, Essence R. Holloman, last seen at 830 near 87th Street and West Fond du Lac Avenue. Last seen wearing a white T-shirt, black and white pants, and black bonnet. Anyone? With any information of her whereabouts is asked to call the Milwaukee Police Department Sensitive Crimes Division, where our guest, Officer Kiana Vines, works. 414-935-7405. That's 414-935-7405. Number two. <laughs> I keep getting all my counting wrong. Somewhere, Somewhere I get caught. Somewhere I get caught in between, like, number five and number three. Number, anyway. A Racine County school goes on lockdown as threats were leveled against a board member. All this as the school board goes beyond closed doors to possibly fire its principal. The principal's attorney is threatening to sue for discrimination because the principal is gay. A letter mailed to one Raymond school board member obtained by where I'm reading this now, fox6now.com, reads, we are providing notice and giving you an option to correct your behavior before we correct it for you. We're receiving this. You're receiving this honor because you've been an, an extreme B word to Raymond school employees and others living in Raymond. You either stop the behavior now or you resign from the school board. If you fail to do either there will be consequences imposed. You can expect us to take action where, when you are least aware. Sounds like a threat to me. So the sheriff's office confirmed that they're reviewing the anonymous letter sent to the board and the deputy's been assigned to the case. And the investigation is ongoing. That one is a little scary. I think at some point you have to actually recognize and realize that um, – yeah. Words you say, words matter. Number one. Oh, 
I didn't want to read this, but I guess I have to. Because you're going to wake up tomorrow and get a surprise. Multi-year construction project along Interstate 894 in Milwaukee County begins tomorrow. $59.7 million contract signed by Governor Evers will improve the stretch of highway between 84th and 35th Street, according to the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Loomis Road Bridge over I-894 will also be reconstructed. So they're going to be resurfacing freeway lanes, ramps, reconstructing medians, and improving drainage systems, guardrails, lighting, and signs. Four local roads, bridges, 84th Street, 68th, 51st, and 35th. What does that tell you in 2024? What should you expect? Should you, should you expect long-term closures? Should you expect backed-up traffic? Should you expect, what should you expect? You know what I would say? Don't drive on 894. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. This is the time. It's starting to get drafty, and you might have those old windows, and, well, you don't want to get them fixed in the dead of winter. And so Pella has a great deal going on. Uh, make sure you act fast because you can pay as low as $19 a month per window, $75 a month on patio doors. Installation is completed, clean. No mess, no fuss, no hassles, leaving nothing but perfect results. Visit PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. 6.99% APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See the showroom for details. Offer ends September 30th of 2023. So make sure you go to PellaWI.com. Check it out because it's starting to get a little chilly. I got to take my... uh, um, um, screens out and put storm windows back in because it's getting a little getting a little cold and so if your windows don't work or if you put the, 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 the storm window in and it's like still having a screen you probably need to go to PellaWI.com I'm just saying I'm just saying 833-212-1017 is the number I am way behind way 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 None of this rap and hip hop is positive and social media is hurting those kids and they're not getting and it's reading and math is scary. That might happen. A lot of them as adults. So you do know there is a number of black kids, black people, adults who are doing significantly well in the world. And so what I don't want to do is paint a brush that says, because we have rap and because we have hip hop and because we have trap music that black people are doing bad or because we show black people 
on TV, you know, not doing well. And if we show things not doing, not doing well, that that's a reflection of everybody. Cause it's not, it's not. I ask you to take a step back. Might be standing too close to the board. Take a step back so you can see the whole thing and understand that there are some black African-American folks in the diaspora who are doing okay. Not great, but they're at least doing. Okay, that was Security Mike. Always at work said guns. Been cool in America since the Wild Wild West. It's not the music, it's accountability. And with social media, kids think they can become famous for doing bad, but no one tells them that law enforcement is on social too. Hmm. I would have to um, categorize your statement as facts. 101.7% dark parents of every generation has navigated outside influence. There are violent blues songs from 90 years ago and Rockets red glare and bombs bursting in the air. Talked about blowing people up. Parents have and will always be responsible for navigation of these things. And then he said, Doc, have you ever heard the song Staggerly? Staggerly? Yes, I've heard it before. So anyway, that's that's for old school when you folks who have no idea what the heck we're talking about. LT said, do you know who wants to be friends with their children Parents who have had their kids at too young an age and were looking for affection from anywhere. I think that's an assumption. Um, I think, I think we see something and we use what what our experiences are and we transfer that to other people and say that's why. Like the white kid that was in my class who said that the reason why black kids in inner cities don't get to school on time is because they didn't care about school. Because it didn't dawn on them that parents had to work midnight to eight, come home, go to school, do whatever. And they're, they're just literally not at home and they get home late so they can take the kid to school. So they'd rather have the kid late at school than to have the kid not at school at all. But when you use yourself as the barometer, you're going to always come up with the wrong thing. You're going to always assume unless you go in and you get information and you talk to them and find out that, in fact, in fact, this is the problem. And then you're okay. And you go, okay, we can fix that. But I don't think many of us take time to do those types of things. Derek said white people are stifling to so why aren't stores closing in their hoods? Well, they are. If you go to Oakland and San Francisco, those are downtown, predominantly white communities, wealthy communities, and they're closing. They're closing. I think what's being asked is hold people accountable. But how can you hold the parents accountable when the parents don't seem to really care? I don't know. Is it the parents? Because I've known some parents, two-parent household. I remember a kid that was in federal court that was about to get sentenced because he was an engineering student and had two parents who are professionals and they just, and, and watch this. Didn't matter if they're professionals had two good parents at home and just decided to go hang out with his friends and do an armed robbery and got caught. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I tell you it was a bank? It was a bank robbery. 
So it made it a federal and felony and went to jail for five years. Didn't even do it. Just hanging out with them, party to a crime. Right. And so sometimes people decide to do things. And when you're an adult, sometimes people decide to do things right or wrong. And I've done the same thing, right? My chit marks are all on the right, on the good side, than they are more on the good side than the bad. But there's some on the bad. I'm just saying. We're all human, subject to failure. Eat too much, don't work out, all that stuff. You know how that get. But yes, I'm back on my regimen, back on working out every day, eating right. I had to eat right today, smaller portions. But now I'm in the middle where I'm hungry, so I'm finna get out of here and go get something to eat. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next. Remember, Friday night we got football coming up at 7 o'clock, so make sure you check it out and really, really listen. 24 hours a day, we are here. I'll be back in 22 of those hours to bring you more Truth in the Afternoon. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.